producer. We're calling it the debrief, the Undercoast 4 debrief. 69.25? Um, <laughs> yes. I'm getting there. Oh, yeah. I think we're, yeah, I forgot. I don't know where we're at. I'm not numbering them, but secretly it's 69 point like eight. <laughs> yeah, you guys have been cranking them out since I was last on here. Weekly, baby. Yeah, that's awesome. We're trying. Yeah. Like, I just can imagine the work that would go into that and just props. Thank I'm glad you. you guys are doing it. Appreciate like, you, man. Luckily, yeah. we try not to edit the like actual podcast too much. We just kind of let it roll. Unless someone says something wild, then maybe we got to take that <laughs> or out. Trim down time. I know, I know. We hit like close to three hours on our. We were yeah. We were <laughs> chilling. Cut that shit down the thing sure. is, it's like this uh, this fine line between like someone saying something wild, which is like clip worthy, and then someone saying something that's like, all right, we can't politically we can't wild. put that in there. Yeah, <laughs> you're like that's not gonna. You work. know what really blew my mind is I got tagged in a lot of the Spotify ones. Like, how does the Spotify do? Because yeah. a lot of people listen to podcasts in the car. Yeah, driving, for sure. And I didn't even know that. Like, my one Uber driver was listening to Joe Rogan, and I'm like, oh, you like podcasts? He's like, I don't listen to music in the car. And I'm like, why? He's like, would you like to learn something, or would you rather listen to girls twerking their ass? I'm like, debatable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Is this I a mean, Krispy Kreme person? <laughs> no, she was playing the 104.3, like the jams. Jams, But, like, dude. it was, like, super, like lit like you know listening to like biggie and big l and she's smacking a six pack of krispy kreme yeah so for <laughs> with context her, with her nails too for people who don't know, munchie took an uber over here and uh <laughs> his uber driver slammed did we say six krispy creams on the ride i saw six eating she had a couple more in the back i was freaking out <laughs> did she I, like <laughs> i saw i saw peter outside i was like i think i'm gonna i'm gonna do on this one but you would think like if you bust like a fat like six to like 12 or out and like you got someone in the back you wouldn't like you know be like hey you want to you know a little krispy cream she was smacking them by the fifth one she sneezed i said god bless you and she goes oh i got krispy cream you want a donut and i'm like Nah, <laughs> not after that. Yeah, I just watched you plow six of them. I think I'm good. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing if you're getting them fresh from the Krispy Kreme store and they're like hot. Oh, yeah. What if they oh, like she got God. them the night before? You just are really like making me aroused right now. <laughs> she knew your name was Munchie. I hope so. Well, now we're gonna try this little upper decky six mm -hmm. milli vanilla pilly. <laughs> we're in. If you start feeling like. <laughs> Shout out freezer tarps. I feel like one of the boys. Hell yeah. Holy shit. There it is. Thank you for introducing him to me. I will give you way more. <laughs> yeah, please. This do. is this is lit. I feel like I'm playing baseball in the future. Yeah, 2050. 2050, baby. <laughs> nah, just wriggly gum. I feel like that uh that uh that bee buzzing. That bee buzzing the bee. <laughs> oh, you guys will see the video, but a bee got on one and was just like it just, just started spinning in circles. Remember that video where it was like the spiders on drugs? Yeah. Oh wow. And it was like the different like I think that there was something real about that though. There like was they so, actually drugged. Them. There was the meme that came out like in the past year or two, but there was an actual study where they drugged them with all the different types of drugs and saw what kind of webs they spun. Yeah. And it was actually crazy seeing the different patterns that came out of that. Yeah. And like the LSD one was like 
perfect or something. Yeah, it was like oh the like spider it, like just chilling and like made it in less than like two hours and then it's originally supposed to, but it was intricate. I think that was yeah. the cocaine spider. Was it? No, the cocaine. <laughs> was he, just, it? he was just like no, 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 around. Just, like, flew through it. Yeah, but it was all fucked up though, right? Yeah, Probably, I yeah. think it was fucked mm. up. The marijuana one didn't even start. Yeah, yeah, that, that one, one was just <laughs> chilling on the leaf still. Like, fuck it. That's a classic <laughs> meme. My brother was telling me the other day, he's like, dude, spider silk or not silk, but like the web, it's like integrated into Kevlar bulletproof armor. I was like, damn, really? that was crazy. I don't know which spider, but it was just like an interesting Spider-Man? fact. We got to fact check that. <laughs> yeah, why, it was Spider-Man. That's actually. why they killed Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse. So he could just make Teflon. Yeah, well, the U.S. government actually contracted him and just, like, <laughs> they, they need him. Contracted. They just abducted him. Yeah, yeah, abducted. Exactly. They said, what fucking spider bit you? Yeah. <laughs> Tell us the source. Yeah, this is pretty interesting. I'm alert and ready. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, going. You're bu- ready to fuck. You buzz him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you Hell can't yeah. laugh, though. I feel like it's just going to slip out <laughs> like some bowlers. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude, it'll stay in. This is intense. Um, well, welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, back you. on track here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. Um, it's a lazy B day. It's it's a chill day. Yeah, we're we're having a, a chill time here. Also, you we everyone here has been on the podcast, so it's just like it's real chill. Yeah, know? I got my shoes off. I feel great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep the dogs out. As, uh, <laughs> as too soft was saying, uh, one of our previous guests, but just a very broad question: How did Undercoast go? in terms of your brains like what did you think like overall success yeah for first year doing an event three days yeah that was my first three-day event that was my first three-day event i curated you know with someone else and myself like per se if i did it myself it would have been my first if i did it with someone else it would have been my first but i couldn't have did it better you know with a better person so i i had a lot of fun but uh the best part about it was me giving him a hug on Sunday saying goodbye and we went home. Yeah. Oh, dude, going back to my bed was amazing. <laughs> I mean, just for people, I don't know, we should probably explain. Undercoast was a after party of sorts for the festival weekend uh, right next to North Coast. And there was a lot going on there. There was two stages. There was one inside, yeah. one inside. Uh, or yeah, one inside, one outside, and um, yeah, just like festival goers were coming through, but there were some people that you know spent the day at the fest that were a little too lit. Um, it was just one kid, really. Everyone else, like that, it, was like the only was, real incident. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There, there was one incident where a girl was uh, a little bit too hot, and then we had to get her some help from the EMTs. She's fine everything was fine with her we got her out she just you know probably was overcooked from the sun sunday was a scorcher i heard the whole weekend was was yeah the whole weekend was super hot but like i remember sunday just like everyone was defeated from friday and saturday and it's the last day and i feel like the kid was like i think he said he was like 19 or 20 but he was on stage jumping around like right behind the djs trying to touch yeah the he decks. said he was like messing around He's messing with the decks and i saw him and i was like oh man what is this kid doing so i was like hey come here man and he was, i was like you can't be on stage man i was like that's for the artist you can't be touching the equipment i saw he was younger but like still you're, you're still an adult you know when i was 16 i was an adult you know you, ha- you have to be held accountable so 
I was like, you can't do that. Apparently, he went over to where the painters were, and that's where he had that paint on his face. Mm. He, like, shoved his face in, like, one of the paintings that Lucian was doing, or Mm. it was Lucian or someone. And then he, like, ran and sat behind the deck and was playing with the board mixer that we use for the sound. And I was like, you got to go, bro. I was like, this is just this is just, uh, outrageous. Mm-hmm. He kept trying to sneak back in, too. He did four times, and he yeah. got in. And he just I, kept, like, switching his shirt inside yeah, out. Yeah, he, he, he switched his shirt inside out. He actually went and bought a shirt next door at the smoke shop and <laughs> literally put that on. Oh and then he tried to take the paint that was on his face and make, like, you know, like, face paint. And I gave him $20 to get an Uber to go home because I was like, go home. These security guards are going to beat you up. And he did not go home. And it was. And then he tried to sneak in again. Sneak in again. And then he he got in. He he didn't only sneak in, he went into the green room. Yeah. So we're chilling with all the artists. I didn't even see that. And he came in. You came in right after. But he was even, I remember we left after that. Yeah, he was like chilling. But he was like lingering. We were chilling with the vendors and he was just like walking around. We were like, dude, this guy, what? Go home. Yeah, dude. Go home, dude. He must have just been really fucked up from the fast. Like. Yeah, dude. I don't, man, I don't even, he looked sober though. That's the thing. It's like, you could tell if someone was just like, bah, bah, but like, no, he was just, I mean, I think it was uh, a lot of stubborn and the drugs that he was on. At the end of the night, he's like, I'm here to party, but he doesn't even know what party means yet. Mm. Probably just like one of those kids that go to Rolling Loud and like throw cans up at the stage and shit. So, but other than yeah. that one thing, it yeah, was not solid, to focus on the yeah. negative, yeah. But that was it. That was like the only thing. And, they, you know, it was dealt with. Um, our goal was to make it like a safe space for everyone. And yeah. then once he started messing with other people, you know, he's taken out. Yeah, and yeah. then Munchie's trying to buy him an Uber home. I can't tell you any <laughs> venue or promoter who's like, "Yo, let's get this kid home." Dude, yeah. I tried to get him an Uber. I I saw the security kit, uh, security guards roughing him up. I'm like, bro, it's five on one. I remember being in the same spot. Said, get off of him. The owner of the venue was like, just call the police. And I'm like, that doesn't help anything. You're probably gonna get him a felony. He could probably go home tonight and wake up and feel stupid. So, but uh, other than that, man, the whole weekend after, so Friday was the biggest one. You know. Because everyone wanted to go out Friday. We had ARC, Jazz Fest. We had like two Hispanic. Uh, so many festivals. Uh, really festivals, today. North Coast. There was so much going on. So many people. So much traffic. So much condensity. It was hard to get from one place to another. So if we missed a chord or God forbid we, you know, we didn't really have like, you know, the right to go and get stuff. We were kind of screwed. So we had to work with what we got. I had most of all my equipment at ARC Music Festival. And it was it was a it was a tough one, man, because it's it's just me and him, and then you know I have Matt Autry and Alex Ramirez, but they're focusing on one stage. We had to do entirely no, like you know other stage on the inside, and they were giving you know patrons like food and liquor because we can't stop that from them during the day making money, you know so. We had to like silently like move people to the right of the bar. Yeah, Friday was rough inside, like clearing yeah. everything out and setting they had, it up. They had a, I told them specifically, I was like, hey, we can't have people over here. They see, uh, it probably wasn't the people that we told, but like one of the uh, bartenders probably seated them right by the stage. It was a whole birthday party. And I was like, all right. Well, you guys are like about to get blasted. Yeah, it's it like, we got like, three subs here and right by your feet. <laughs> it was good, though, because like the first person was Rhythm and they like literally were like, they just turned and looked. And I'm like, happy birthday. But other than that, man, like, dude, it was it was just 
We pulled After, it off. Yeah, we pulled it off, man. It was, it was like a, a really. It was like. It was a really good attendance on Friday, just really, like, high-strung anxiety, stressed out, and we all had shit going on. Saturday, it was like, we pulled up, you know, he was at North Coast killing it, you know, he played, what was it, the Vega stage? Yeah, Vega and the Fire Pit. Vega and the Fire Pit. And then shot over for set number three at Undercoast. Yeah, a little House of Grey. That was my favorite set, honestly. You were were telling me that you were tired, and I was like, bro, you brought the energy regardless. No, it's because he kept rolling up with the bottle of tequila and just, like, (laughs) feeding me shots on stage. (laughs) Oh, it was a good one, dude. And then, you know, he had to play that little key Glock flip. Yeah, That that was the best. But, you know... We we figured out where we could be with the sound levels, and mm-hmm. I think Friday we could have did a lot better. It's just the venues had problems before with people not knowing how to control the sound within like the amount of people that are there, especially with it being so boomy. Um, but so the more people you have, the louder you can go, just because of like dispersion through bodies. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and they didn't. Really, yeah, it, it, they didn't even give us a chance. Like when we turned it on, it was like whoa too loud i'm like we have to see how loud we can go with the power that we have because we're not tying into you like your power with a distro uh we're using edison outlets and we can only bring four subs and four mids and four tops and we were just trying to see where you're at the venue has never worked with us we've never worked with them me and peter both have never been there so it was a lot the first day but they were so nice and they worked with us and we got everything, you know, in order that Saturday. We just felt like butter, mm, you know. Yes, it was just it was everyone so was happy. We got the sound where we wanted. We the attendance was packed. We had a line stacked around the uh, the whole building, and it was a great night. Did and we then, start the two entrances on Saturday? Yeah, we did. Yeah, that was the. Yeah, we mm-hmm. figured it out because we had one entrance, and kids just didn't want to walk around. That was my biggest thing. I'm like, you can't walk. 20 feet and they literally would just go order an uber so mm. we order we we put two uh two entrances up we switched things out a little bit we fixed the sound we got it down we dialed it in we fixed the inside a little bit more too we got the cords that we were missing and it was just it was butter man it was butter it was, it was really nice and then that sunday came and it was just like phew. Yeah, the Sunday was even the most lit. Yeah, Man, it kind of just yes, like ramped Sunday up throughout. Really, also, word of mouth too. Probably you know people coming the first nights, coming back for the second because, yeah. dude, for that spot, like we had crazy production. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was, and 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 it, for crazy production, in in both of our eyes, it's minimal. But for that spot, that was crazy. Like yeah. they they told us they didn't even know what was going on, but they were more mm-hmm. focused about the LED suit people because mm-hmm. I told them that we got that. And they're like, "Where are they?" It's all they wanted to see. Yeah, but they wanted the lights. They were like, but they they were they were they the were light. cool though. It was cool. The laser suit people or, or not the laser suit the LED suit people. Shout out, you know, Tim. It's my boy. He brought them all out. I think the guy's name was Joey. Oh man, I'm sorry if I got it wrong, Joey. <laughs> but uh. <laughs> A great group of people it was like two girls two boys and then i think they had some friends you know shout out myra and maria they helped out with flyering everything and help uh helping me and peter yeah you know. mike solo too dude he was a big help he definitely came to the occasion but you know that first day just really uh showed us what we needed to do on a saturday and it just shows like how fast uh, you could come together and re reevaluate where you're at and turn a party into something it's supposed to be we did this within what like five six weeks 
Yeah, if that. Yeah, and like, dude, shout out Peter, dude. He did like over fifty graphics for this. Yeah, my man was. I saw stressed. the Google Drive, dude. It was probably like over a hundred with like revisions. Real. And stuff. Real. Yeah, <laughs> he he killed it, man. Uh, shout out to my boy, man. But like, we all came together in unity, and like I said, we didn't have no commercialized mainstream artists. It was pure Chicago talent. I had Scott from uh, yeah we had we had we had some couple like artists from elsewhere yeah you some, know we had we had Clank and Mysteria stop by afterwards you know special guests special guests and then uh, Ao uh, played with them um, for their set which you know appreciate them on that and then we had uh, we had another special guest not gonna release his name but you know he was a little bit tired so shit <laughs> oh yeah we had uh, Dogma ended up coming and throwing down on Sunday too inside. Um, yeah, it, dude, we, we had great artists. We had great artists. Yeah, we had Scott from Canada, and then Bassface is from Tennessee. I don't know where Denver, he's from. I think. Denver, right? The the bass heads, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah say what base. came out from Denver, too. Jordan. Yeah, Jordan, Jordan. Um, yeah, yeah, there was people from all over the fucking place. But, you know, it, it, yeah, it, was, it, was, it was all... It was just all for one thing, though. It was just, you know, let's just go there, show people what we had. We had, like, eight different genres, and we mixed it yeah, we well. Had, we had like 40 artists total. Yeah. How did you go about choosing the artists? Honestly, we kind of, we were like, okay, this is how many slots we have to fill. And me and Munchie just split it up and we we're like, okay, you pick a bunch of artists. I'll pick a bunch of artists. And we just divided yep. it that way. Just throwing, you know, people we knew on, which was great to get um, all the X-Medias artists involved. Um, throughout and then you got to plug all of your artists too yeah I, so I just, prism talent agency artists and x medias artists was like the bulk of it and uh and yeah. uh, uh we, a lot of uh local people, kids local kids and then a lot of people that aren't with our agency we kind of just like picked i was like what day do you want to do because i know he played uh north coast so i wanted to pick a day that like you know would work for him and all of his artists and i wanted to just highlight that as the x media's day mm. and then friday was like more like uh you know stuff that i like i picked and then that sunday i looked at him and i was like hey let's do something you know with like live know, performances. all live performances yeah. and he dude uh who's that guy Compl uh complexive <laughs> That dude is like fucking uh, through the fire and the flames on Guitar Hero, but keys like madness, dude. I was just behind him, like I was kind of fangirling. I was like, <laughs> "It's like, do you want a family photo?" <laughs> 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 so I could get him one because like everyone was there. I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "This dude is crushing it." But like, I did try and go and see everyone because if you throw an event. You should go check out everyone. I don't yeah. care if they play at nine. I made sure I go checked out every stage. Make sure that because it could be zero people in the crowd, but that one person shows up, that person's happy, you know. And like that's that's all that mattered to me was yeah. just to give them the support. It was it was a lot of moving factors. Um, and uh, then this the what really screwed us was a lot of people don't know we were supposed to have longer times outside when we originally made the schedules. <laughs> But stuff happened, which is like a whole conversation um, where we had to cut time outside for, um, because of like sound ordinance or something. Uh, it was it was a lot of moving factors that were out of our hands. And we had uh, we, we had to we redo had, the whole schedule. We had, we had to redo the whole schedule on the fly. We had to kind of like move people around that didn't want to get moved around and 
it's a lot of uh it's a lot of stress man so the the tequila and pizza helped um <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah dude honestly would i do it again hell yeah are, are you gonna- guys gonna do it again is there gonna be an under coast five there is you're not just gonna see john wick four and not expect five right? <laughs> <laughs> true it's gonna happen you know why is because we know every, like sunday was so dialed in saturday and sunday now that we know the staff now that we know the venue now that we know what we can do to make it sound good but not overwhelm the surrounding areas and what we can even do to like get it up to what its full potential could have been without dealing with some of the obstacles we faced yeah and now i know next year i would like to bring in a little bit more production value other than sound because I yeah. want to give someone the experience. I was thinking more like some art installations with projection. They had a fire pit in the back, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. We didn't utilize any of the back. I'm thinking like a nice little chill area in the back with like, you know, art installations and like, you know, some cool stuff. Maybe like a little dome area. People can sit, throw a fan back there or something. We definitely got to up our lasers. Yeah. Me and Mace realized that there was just like a lot of camaraderie and like all the artists were really happy at least from what we talked to like yeah. everyone was happy with their sets and just excited to be there so I, on both ends like the people <coughs> coming in the patrons and also the artists like everyone seemed like they were in a good spot it was the first of many like i've only done undercoast one day three years in a row i brought it back from the dead i did one and two with my original partner and then i brought it back from the dead because i was like there's so much like FOMO and like just like memories and just like everyone wanted it back because mm. I made us I made a status I was like what if I did number four and then I remember wanting to do like a three day for the fourth one multiple artists and then you know Peter gave me a call say like, hey I have this opportunity I was like do you want to run it with me and he was like yeah he's like we went straight to work I think for the first week or two we were just like on the phone with each other 24 like 7 24 <laughs> 7 and then he's making visuals i'm getting stuff done with the production i'm trying to figure out things on the side with the vendors just trying to like make it a niche experience like you go from a huge festival like north coast or whatever other festival you went to and you just saw all the amazing production and everything that they put into their stuff we have to keep up with that. They can't just come to some booty ass place, you know. Like, we tried to we tried to give them as much as we could, you know, within a, like a, an affordable rate. And that's the thing too is like, we made it affordable for everyone. If you got a three day ticket, you know, that was thirty dollars. That's ten dollars a day. If you yeah. got a single day, that's that's 15. like cheaper than some shows just at like oh, Joe's yeah. on Weed Street or some shit. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, and dude, we were four hundred feet from the exit of North Coast or entrance. Like we were right there. We just wanted to make it like. Also, I saw that space there like past two years of North Coast, and I was always like, "Why is no one doing anything there? Mm. <laughs> that thing is just ready." It, it's yeah. you know what it's just it's just sad that you know we had a lot of fire hoops to jump through and a lot of people didn't want us to see us succeed and we did the thing and uh th- at the end of the day it's like we didn't come here to compete we didn't come here to steal we didn't come here to do anything but just curate another experience that people could have looked back on in the day and been like hey i went here then here yeah or i did this and then that i had a complete weekend you know? A lot of people, when they leave a festival too, they're like, "No one wants oh, to go." Oh shit! Like, what am I gonna do now? And yeah. that's just like the perfect. Oh, what is this? Like, yeah, let's exactly. go here. 
let's just keep this everything going. was in the city you know so it was like and there's so many of those like attendees who aren't from the city or like if they come from another state they're probably staying around the area yeah there was a two-hour dude you gotta think uh our close at 10 i don't know what time jazz fest did i forgot about the other two hispanic north things. coast was like right before midnight yeah and and everything ends early and it's labor day weekend kids and adults are trying to enjoy themselves and what is the one thing you don't want to do? Sit and wait for an Uber in the cold at well, night? Especially if you can like sit, like you could literally buy a three day pass to Undercoast, stay for an hour and then buy an Uber later. And it's going to be cheaper than just buying yeah. that Uber right and away. And the best part is the Uber pickup and drop off was right next to Undercoast. Yeah. It was like right Yeah. There. So you couldn't even go to our address. You had to like call them when they got there because like, uber just directed you to this because mm. so many people you got to think what how much can uh sea geek fit like 35 40 thousand people i think they i think what just i think north coast in total does like close to eighty thousand a whole weekend <sighs> that's a whole weekend oh the so whole like, weekend i was like holy shit one day <laughs> yeah no, like, so god that's, damn i mean because it's not just the stadium it's outside the stadium there's a lot going on and shout out all the people behind the scenes that really made it made like made it happen. Like you know, Shannon, Annie, Christian, uh, Eric at the venue. Yeah. We just got uh, you know let into this establishment with open arms, and everyone was so nice, and everyone was just like super, super cool. And super they had a lot full, and, and that yeah, they they had a lot of stuff happen to them. Like their main page got hacked by like the yeah. old promoter. Bro, what is up with these hacks? It's tweaking me. I out. just lost my PS5 account. It's That's okay. Yeah. If I had something, I'd pour it out for the dead homies. <laughs> yeah, no, it was crazy. Like it was the people who used to throw events there, like won't give them their page back. No, they deleted it. Oh, they fully deleted they fully it. Last did. I heard, wow. that they were like blackmailing her, and she's like, "No, yeah, you know you're texting me this, and there's proof." <laughs> yeah, they told they told her like five or ten grand will give it back. Yeah. And, like, that was the reason why the ecosystem around there did not like the establishment was because of this promoter. So it was already bad blood before we walked in the door. So just imagine us walking in with smiles, and then we're just over here hearing all the baggage. We're like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. like oh, we kind of kind of dropped a lot of bread on this. Like, So, again, it happens. It's life. Shit happens. But for what it was and what we did... We made a statement. What do you guys think? Because you guys came in at outside. Well, it, it's an interesting perspective from you guys because you were there, but you were also like working too, but in your own way. I don't want. Yeah. No, I don't want no bullshit though. I want. No. I want. No. I yeah, want, hit, us with, hit us with the honesty. I want constructive criticism and I want the truth. Yes. Well, the first thing I want to say is just like thank you guys for letting us do that because that was really big for us. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And yeah, absolutely. No and problem. like I felt like it's always good to be in a unique position. Like if you can come into the room being different than everyone else, like that's always a great position to be in. And I felt like that's what we were doing. Everyone was like, Oh shit. Like, you know, what is, what is this? Um, and yeah, we kind of felt the same way in the sense that like, you know, you gave us full free reign to do whatever we wanted. And we're just like, all right, where do we set up? Like, let's start figuring stuff out. And Friday was kind of like the test run. And by Saturday, we were dialed. Like, I had my questions dialed in. And then Sunday was just like a cherry on top. It was just like we were, we did six interviews that day. And the previous two days, we did three. We were just like ready to go. 
And honestly, we don't need much either. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. everything. You guys had everything in your little we, backpack. We had two said, chairs. Yeah. I brought a backpack and we were ready to go. Small ass backpack too. We like, didn't need much. Yeah. I, I was like, this man just bought like a water backpack. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What are those called? Uh, the, the camelbacks. The camelbacks. Yeah, dude. It was. I'm like, my you got little a, photo like, backpack. I was like, you got a full setup in there. And even like the backpack setup by the le- like, I brought a lot of stuff the first day, second day, less third day even less just mm-hmm. like yeah i just had the essentials that day so i don't know i mean mace what did you think like yeah i, I feel it, like everything went smooth for I, us. I agree no everything went smooth with us from what we could tell it seemed like the event went really smoothly too friday as jerry said was a test run for everybody so yep. you know one two o'clock rolls around we're like okay well you know we'll be back tomorrow we'll see how it goes because it seemed like a little slow that night yeah and I didn't see any changes behind the scene other than enter, uh, making that second entrance around the back. Yeah. And somehow you guys figured it out. You dialed it in and it got packed out Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And the music on, I mean, Sunday for me was particularly awesome. I think having live performers was sick. Yeah. I think it added something for the crowd. And um, I was just thrilled to see it come together for you guys because I know how hard you worked on it. And I could see, Munchie, I mean, on Friday you told me something. You said, I've never been unhappy standing in front of my sound system. And today I've, <laughs> I've, I'm unhappy. But yeah, you got to figure it out. I mean, that's, that's what it was about, man. I mean, in, in yeah. the six and a half years I've ran sound, man, I've never been unhappy. When we turn on my speakers, I always smile. And being limited to your potential is really something that is against my moral code uh, as Ronan and anything I put my time into. If I can't give you quality, why am I a part of it? So sitting in front of my speakers and not being able to feel my subs, I felt, you know, I felt broken. I honestly felt shattered, broken, defeated. And that day I went home and I just sat on my couch and I was just like, you know, like, can I make it tomorrow? Am I going to make it? And I, I'm not going to lie. Until I walked in and set up the CDJs and then me and Tanner uh, Guaylo, we uh, played a little like uh, opener set just on the booth subs and booth monitors. Just was feeling good. And then I saw Eric and then I saw Autry working on making uh, the sound crisp and like to where you could feel it but not overwhelming because mm-hmm. there's a hotel like literally – 200 feet across from us yeah where the speakers were appointed but everyone from north coast was there there was no complaints um but yeah, they were cool with us running whatever we needed to yeah so that saturday like i felt the sound and then right there it, i mean maybe i manifested some bad vibes on uh on, on friday maybe maybe you know the universe just needed it to happen but i was truly happy on saturday so that sunday i just came in like a fucking freshly you know fresh haircut fresh brush my teeth fresh fucking poodle out at the fucking you know just, like, got, a just got my nice little fucking you're cut. looking fresh and i'm just like drenched in sweat and dirt <laughs> <laughs> like hey dude changing my t-shirt at the back of my car like yo <laughs> oh you didn't even see me in the original fits like i walked walked in with like my pajamas until like it got dark because the first day i made a mistake 
oh man i had like the titty sweat it makes like a tea oh, mm. oh yeah it was that I, was my mistake too friday i was like oh i'm just rocking this fit the whole night we're good and after yeah. setting up like two of the like eight speakers and set i was like i'm done <laughs> i'm destroyed yeah i was watching your girlfriend try to lift up like the big speaker i'm like no no no, i got it oh yeah when we were on she was like she had it she was like <laughs> i was like no 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 let me grab it yeah for that you. was that was interesting because so um munchie had the outside sound system taken care of um and I had to get the inside sound system. So I had to go to multiple guitar centers to piece that together because mm. no one had enough of anything. Man, dude, yeah, shout out your mom. Dude. Oh, dude, shout out my mom so hard. She, um, we loaded most of them into her car and she drove all the way down there Friday. Um, we unloaded it. She went home Saturday. She came back to catch me at the fest and at Undercoast. And then Monday, because of like when we had to get the speakers back by, because like I don't want to pay extra days on Guitar Center rentals. Um, She was there Monday, just helping us break it down and put it back in her car and drop it off and all that. She's she's such a trooper, dude. Your mom's a superstar, dude. She's 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 amazing. Amazing is an understatement. Yeah, it was it was honestly awesome to see like the family and the girlfriend and everything come together with it. They were just too so down. Funny thing is, I ate some Chinese food on the Friday, and my fortune cookie says you will be awarded some great honor. So I think that's why I came. Oh, in. that was, taps into the Roman. That's why I came in, and I was like, "Yo, I was like, I'm lit. I saved it." So yeah, that was a good one. And then I got a sticker from my boy Matt. Uh, keep it in the back now too. I always like to support my friends because the cases. I I don't have anything to put uh stickers on like I do, but I always rock my my homie stickers. Like I remember I got one from him, and it was in the back for the longest time. And then he was like, "Nah, I hate this sticker." No, no, I, I have a thing for festival bands. It's like every festival I've ever worked or attended, I'm like well over 300 now, festival bands wise. Mm, and then I got like probably like 50 to 60 stickers for my homies. So those go right into it, into a folder so they don't bend. And I'm just waiting for something I can make like a collage of like everyone. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, and then sure. you know, that'll be like a dedication. Like I got a lot of you guys' producer. Oh, uh, oh, we got stickers, so I don't. Let me forget to give you some. Okay, I got the little cards though. So like every yeah. show we've done now too, I that's how I you know present yeah. present that out. Do you could do like one of those laminate tables yeah. and put it like all oh, in there, the bands and everything, and you just clear coat it. I just put them on my keyboard. The back of my keyboard just says like, yeah. "There's no more real estate." There's it's no like, friction. It's just like it slides <laughs> when you're trying to use it. There's, <laughs> yeah, 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 there's too many stickers. I don't know. There's a lot of memories in those. So it's like it's got to be something cool. I don't know. I love art, so I, I'm thinking of. Maybe like getting all the festival bands probably by next summer. I think I'll have enough for like a bigger piece and I'll do it by year because it starts from 2012 all the way up till now. And it'll show all the ones that I attended and then it could go into the ones that I work because you could see between GA Mm -hmm. to then getting VIP to then doing like crew, staff, you know, all access. You could do like a frame out of the bands. Well, I want to I want like to the put them all down by year and get yeah. it right, and then put like uh, uh, what's that uh, the laminate? Uh, it's not laminate. I want to do epoxy? like epoxy. Epoxy. Oh, yeah, epoxy. Yeah, yeah, I want to put yeah, epoxy yeah, over like it. Pour the goo. The yeah, clear goo. but the, there's got to be something you put on the back of it so you could spread it so it doesn't move around so it's all mm-hmm. cohesive. Mm-hmm. So I want to do something like that, and then that'll be like my little uh, you know 
my um, uh, memory, uh, my, my, what was that, memento? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. little memento for my uh, for my uh, travels and everything I've done. Yeah. So that'll be pretty for your cool. Service. <laughs> right. as, as it's all my uh, Boy Scout badges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Maze, did you have any questions? Did you, uh, there was uh, I don't know if you came up with any. I was just yeah, curious. I, I came always, up with a couple. I always here. come to Mace. I'm like, um, what do you think? What do you think? <laughs> uh, I want to know what you guys would do differently next year. Um, w- whether there was a challenge that you guys want to change up or if there's something just completely different that you guys want to do um i definitely think we're gonna up production like we talked about before uh that's definitely something um i think we're going to we were already talking a little bit about what we do different next year um one of the things is also start it later Mm. um we started it at 10 o'clock this year and it was great because we got to put a bunch of cool artists on but we were noticing those early slots like there weren't as many people there so we want to make sure that when we have these artists on that they're getting you know just as good of an experience as they can mm-hmm. yeah definitely and thinking uh, maybe getting a generator for next year yeah mm. so we could supply power for all the vendors because we had to draw power from the bar use one of my cable ramps and then spread it out into two different uh, areas of power through extension cables into power so outlets. Many cables. <laughs> and have all power for all these vendors. And then uh, they have they have it pretty cool out there. Eric kind of made it to where it has a projector and it shows the people on the stage. But there was so much we could have utilized. Yeah. Like there was so much stuff because I've never been there. And now I have all these ideas flowing and I really want to like have like just a lot more incorporated with between production and um, little things, you know, like how we brought you guys out. We had some flow artists. I really want to see if we could get like a fire permit because there's like a grass area in the back where the fire pit is. But um, have some like flow artists. With yeah, fire, with some, with some fire. Some that'd boy. be cool. Yeah. Um, definitely, definitely some. uh uh, some some art installations and then we're definitely going to work more on the visual side like we, we were we were trying to set it up throughout the weekend um instead of going into it with it ready having like visuals on the inside and outside like more than just the videos or anime um we're definitely going to have that dialed in by next year yeah next year is going to be a complete revamp and it's going to be just more the, the same vibe just way more into it we're going to start about five months ahead of time this time and we're gonna lock it in and we'll have it ready so we're not like you know sitting here with a scrambling a little scrambling bit. dude it yeah. was it was a big scramble but it was so worth it have, have you guys thought about doing shows outside of undercoast that are just like something else that you guys would do together because it seems like you guys have a good synergy working together that would be something I would like to do, but it would have to be a niche event. Everyone throws yeah. shows. It'd have to be the right place, right time, too. Yeah, everyone throws shows, and he's got his music career. He's got, yeah. you know, what uh, his hobbies and his life. I have, you know, my my jobs and my life. Sonder, you know. bro. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, it's just a lot. You know, that that was a long, stressful weekend that took me away from my emails with Prism. Yeah. Didn't stop me with stuff for sound because uh, I, I don't think I've done outreach for sound in about like a year or two. 
like I get hit up now like all the time like mm. or I could just you know you know put a little feeler out there I don't have to like try you know sure. versus like booking artists so it's like a full-time job you know being a booking agent and like you can't put up these artists lives and you know tours on pause so I felt a little neglectful to my artists for that week and then the leading into this week because I'm about to leave the Inversound tomorrow at midnight. I have Microdot headlining on the 360 stage uh, on Thursday. That'd so, be sick. Oh, we have uh, we have a lot of cool things, um, you know, building up building up to uh, next year. Like I said, so I will release that information from the last uh, interview. That big thing with Ronan that I wanted to you know hide mm, from everyone. No. Uh, we are establishing ourselves with a venue and we are going to fully install a massive HSD rig and we are getting it soundproofed in the venue. We're making it a hybrid venue where you could turn it into a 400 to a 2000 cap. We're building three green rooms with electricity. We're building a front of house wow. and we're extending the stage six feet and we're getting an LED wall and completely re-renovating it with house lighting. And the sound system that you put in stays. It stays there for life, and I'm going to buy new speakers to go and travel with. Nice. So that kind of works out. You give them the old stuff, you're like, oh, we'll get the slightly The old stuff to stuff. me is just... The I mean, old stuff smacks. It's just like we can't, even, we, can't even make, so we can't even make battle axes anymore for all those listening. I mean, I, I mean they might have found something now, but we got our, our wood from the Baltic... It was Baltic wood, so it's like over there, and like Russia completely cut us out, you know. So oh, we shit. had to like start going through China to get our wood, and then, and then Ukraine, and then that shit happened with Russia and Ukraine, and then like it's just been so hard, and like the price of wood has increased, like the price of oh yeah, you go to Home Depot, try to buy a two by four, it's kind of expensive. It's super ex expensive. Like lumber went up, I think five percent, and then, everything went up. And then, like you know, we had a chip shortage. So God forbid anything happens with any of your equipment. We're waiting for amps and distros, yeah. and yeah. everything was sitting at sea for two to three months. The whole industry was coming back from a recession, and it's like that's the same thing that happened with the electric zoo. It's like a lot of people like to bash, you know, yeah. from the front page of a book, but you didn't even get to read the table of contents or what went into that book because yeah. it might have been a great book but you just looked at it over a picture so it's like a lot of their moving parts were sitting overseas because they were custom built stages and then they had to keep pushing it back i mean this also goes into you know production management you know this all stems right. up like there is some fault there but like at the end of the day it's like everyone's trying to throw these monstrous shows and it's like these kids don't even know half of what goes into it. Like you speaking of this, because it's just, you know, I thought that it was kind of done, but just from personal experiences, like my, my brother, we had tickets for Rusco at Joe's on weed street day of got canceled. With Funk um, yeah. And then also he had tickets for 12th planet, which did get rescheduled for this coming weekend. Ushu um, was supposed to go uh, up there and see John. Danny. So, so, I don't know. Do you know like what happens? Because in my mind, what happens is like the artist knows that they're going to get a certain amount because if you're, if you're canceling day up, chances are the artist is potentially already in town or it could have been travel stuff. I've known shows have gotten canceled because 
planes weren't working yeah, the way they were supposed to. That's like a to. whole other factor is just yeah. like the airlines are less reliable. Well, think about it. Who wants to go to a show when it's summertime and there's all these outdoor events or festivals and you're saving up for the next big one? But what do they do? So they like, they're like, all right, we got Rusco or whoever on the lineup. Um, we didn't like day of like to cancel day of to me is just like, Whoa. well, well behind the scenes, they probably made that decision a week to, or two beforehand, uh -huh. but they left it open to see if it would change because no one buys presales anymore. We didn't see half of our presales yeah, until the I, week of. Most things were door even. Yeah. We made more doors than we did presales because everyone's scared to put money. No one wants these. to commit. Yeah. Cause so, like, so basically well, it's like the math doesn't end add up at the end of the day for everyone to get paid well if, you, if you're if you're a big big time talent buyer you know oris you know collective somniac live nation i mean even above oris in uh collective like live nation and insomniac and like you know aeg disco donnie those guys that's like they know they have it down to like to a science so it's like if you they don't see a certain number at a certain time they'll reschedule it like a month ahead of time or they'll mm -hmm. just cancel it if they don't think they could do something with it see the other guys they'll wait to the last minute because they're there locally so they know that those sales do come in last minute and they don't want to put you know potentially cancel a good show that's so true i remember um the couple shows i ripped at concord um like with other like bigger artists like supporting them yeah um most of their ticket sales were like day of. I remember being in the green 100%. rooms and everyone was talking. It's like, oh, dude, we just got so many more ticket sales today. It's like, oh, we're sold out now. And it's like, yo, it's, where did it, that it, come from? It's insane. And it's like, it's like, man, it's like, at what extent are we going to stop allowing monopolizing companies into our states and allowing them to ravage our city? Kind of like the industrial era. So it's like, these guys throw eight i mean if you look on edm train and you go to chicago illinois and you look at it you'll see a date and you'll see 12 shows every yeah. weekend yeah 12 to, 12 to 18 shows a weekend now as a small guy or a medium guy what do you do how do you pertain to that how do you go above and beyond so that's why we did all those different genres and we tried to make it different because no one puts rap dubstep garage house music live instruments all in one weekend but the reason why i did that with him in my mind was the old north coast when silver rap around it they had all of it yeah, yeah. and look at lala lala we're just missing like rock and like band bands and like indian shit see but they're they had that they how long have they been doing lollapalooza 20 six seven seven years or something i remember seeing a, a video of bass nectar at Lollapalooza, like spinning on like some old thousands oh i remember that video yeah and it, it was like crazy it was crazy i'm not supporting him in any way possible. Yeah, i was about to say do we got to cut this from the <laughs> i'm not supporting him but at, once upon a time i don't give a fuck what anyone says you went to a bass nectar concert you probably have a piece of his merchandise and god forbid hopefully you don't have a tattoo <laughs> um i know a lot i of got people. a post or somewhere <laughs> i know a lot of people do but i had a lot of great memories not because of the artist himself but the community it brought you know anyone that got canceled they were big for a reason like but another thing too is like everyone's quick to you know to the jump to the negative 
Mm-hmm. And I'm just happy that we didn't see a lot of jump to the negative. I didn't see no bad responses online. I didn't hear no bad responses at the show. I didn't hear no bad responses between the establishment we worked with or other people that were doing other things. It was like everyone was like, the festival's done. Let's all have fun. You know, I don't think I could have did it any differently um, except for organization a little bit more on my part, not his part. Hmm. No, we, well, dude, we did this like a month. Like I said, like <laughs> we, we did this in like an ungodly short amount of time. Yeah, like if it was one day, it was definitely doable. But three days, fuck off. That was a fucking, yeah. that, that was like, I didn't even get to go to ARC. I didn't even mm-hmm. get to go to ARC. I'm yeah. getting videos of all my friends at ARC. And your you know, system like, was there. And you didn't miss was, that much. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Some people probably loved it. I was like, yeah, it's a ring. Dude, uh, you, did you go to the Elro stage? Yeah, the Elro stage was sick. It's I mean, I had a good time, not going to lie. It's always an experience. I uh, learned that I don't like Prids. Uh, not not like like as his a person vis- no 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 <laughs> i don't like Cancel his prids. yeah no no i just realized like you know clickbait right not there my, my favorite genre but the visuals were sick yeah so. eric prides yeah uh, I, I have yet to catch a show he, and- so oh sorry go ahead. oh no 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 uh he i heard you couldn't see the full 3d effect if you were just slightly to the right you had to be like direct mm. center so everyone was like like forming in the middle and like squeezing in and it it was just like enjoyable unenjoyable i heard but i heard for the people that got to see it it was fucking sick for me when i go to shows and you know it's it's about the music i don't care how many bells and whistles you got like i need that music that i want to move to yeah but okay at the same time, I feel like the visual aspect is super important too because I would agree. Yeah, like almost as important. Like that's just how like shows are now. Like yeah. you expect a certain level of production. To I agree, especially with like EDM stuff when it's a DJ and it's like, okay, what what are we really getting out of this? We're getting an experience. Well, that's not knocking like you know just like a dark room with like a couple lights or something. Yeah. Like that's a just experience a vibe, yeah. too. Like you just have to curate it perfectly around your music for me it was just this thing where i was like oh it kind of just reminded me like oh yeah i'm here for the music yeah um but it was cool i checked it out for like 15 minutes and then me and my crew were just like yo let's uh (laughs) let's skedaddle (laughs) so this is this is this is a tough one and i i've you know i had arguments with managers i've had argument with production i've had argument with concert goers and i said what would you rather sacrifice visuals or the sound I bet you they said the sound. Yes. Yeah. And I just sit there and I'm like, I get it, but you paid top dollar to come listen to this music that you probably could probably hear better on your system at your house. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, real talk music's more important than this, like visual aspects, 100%. It is, but unless you're someone like Eric Prides or Ganja White Knight, where you have put so much money, like they have the animation and everything, and then Mm -hmm. he's got the, like, you know, the hologram, the the see through hologram stuff. So it's like you get to that big of a level, you need the full package. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that visual package is so expensive with the artist that they'll sacrifice the sound. So here's here's yeah. my hot take, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on it. Um, I enjoy myself the most when I have sunglasses on and I close my eyes and I just let the, the colors kind of seep through. Like, mm-hmm. I don't pay attention. I feel like we lose track of 
what's important and why we're going out to dance when all we're doing is staring at a DJ and waiting for the perfectly synced up, uh, Visual you know, cues visual cues, right? And you know, it's it's cool. It adds to the experience. You know, you need your strobes. You need your color red for this song and blue for this song. And but, you know, when everybody's just staring and taking, you know, videos, I like so I drop that in a yeah. heartbeat. Based so. off of that, I'll say this: if I'm just at like a club in the city and someone's playing, I don't care. I'm looking the other way. Mm. You know, I'm just having a good time. But like. If there's like a really cool artist, like, you know, like let's say Odessa or Porter Robinson, like the vi- or Seven Lions, dude, like that production yeah. levels, those visuals, like Millennium. tell the story. Yeah, it tells the story to that carries it on. Like, so that's a cool, but like a cool experience that I'm like very engaged. But like I said, if yeah, it's a club 100%. or something, I could care less. Yeah, that's just, yeah. that's just whatever to me. Like the clubs, they go bare minimum, anyways. Uh, unless it's like Radius or something like you know. Right. Well, Radius but, I'd say is more of a venue than a club. Dude, honestly, that thing's like the, our best venue. <laughs> yeah, I Salt Shed's dope too. I've been there, been but there like yet. you could be in a room with five thousand people and feel the AC and not overly hot, and like yeah. the sound in there is amazing. You know, shout yeah. out Ricky, he did it um, with Marty, I believe, and uh, I think it's DMB in there, but. Uh, like I, just to walk into a venue and be happy for once with some well, radius yeah. or salt shed. Uh, radius. I've never been yeah. to salt shed. Yeah, yet. I haven't either. Salt shed's cool. It's a little slightly different. Do they I have guess, in-house like everything? You know, I don't know. I saw uh, Nils from there, which was not like yeah. an electronic set. So I don't know. And that was a seated show. So that was very different. Really? Yeah. Did First we, seated show I saw. Wait, what kind of music is it? Uh, he's like a classically trained pianist, but he had like all these, he does like a lot of analog stuff and he had one of those things where it's like, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's basically like a bunch of glass, um, like bowls, but it's like on a keyboard and you like put your hands on it and it like sings. It's like, it's like a keyboard made of glass. And it's crazy. It was glass crazy. board, bro. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It, that <laughs> shit was wild. That's cool. Yeah, no, I would love to go back there. I know, you know, Pretty Lights is doing when is stuff he, there. When is he doing his? Um, I forget. October twentieth. Yeah. I just know that because I'm doing his after party. I saw oh, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah, nice let's go. With there. my boy Jason I, Leach. Yeah, I'll buddy. There. I'll be there for sure. I just, I think basically what I'm trying to say too is maybe I'm just not into Prids's music and that's fine. That just might not be my genre. But visually, it's Visually, cool. it was fucking nuts. It's I like, was who like, are damn. those artists that, I forget their name, it starts with an A, who have oh, just blown up and dude. their visuals are so oh sick, but and it's, it's like, just like techno. It's Anima? like that one where it's, yeah, yeah, where like the chords are like, going into the back of of its head and anima i think yeah their visuals are very like they're really intricate and amazing um but their music like you just have to be down for like listening to you know an eight bar loop for (laughs) dude honestly bro uh i mean some of the people that got me started you know like eric gomez and carrie gomez they do i heart techno on Mm. microdot with a C and then uh, Joe Scalaba and all them like that's where I usually like heard techno but I feel like techno is like making this cool comeback you know yeah. like that push it push it song and uh, I just feel like 
people are throwing that into their sets now. Like the old is coming back and making its way. It always does, dude. Drum and bass is coming back. Oh, it's been back. It's been yeah. back, but like you see the masses now starting like like insomniac booking them, getting That's like true. full on artists. You got underground people throwing like we have Alex Perez that you know NSW did two the, nights at a chop shop. Chop shop. They got yeah. They had uh, they have uh, Boo. Is that Boo or Bow? How do you say his name? B O U. Oh yeah. Dude, I just I dropped oh. his song with Chase and Status at North Coast at the fire. Is that pit. the one with uh, Floden? Yeah, um, Badadan. Yeah, yeah, dude. One. I closed so out with that. Floden could not be hotter either. It's just yeah, like you get that Floden vocal, you're good. Yeah, he's solid, dude. And it's it's crazy. I wonder what he charges the verse now. It probably skyrocketed over the last year. He probably really. You probably Yo. have to be connected. Yo, hear that? Five hundred. <laughs> Yo, listen. <laughs> so that 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 yeah that's another thing and it's like uh a lot of people want to give like hate to like uh fred again and like skrillex and that other dude i'm not giving hate to any of them bro no, no i'm saying I, uh the, Forte, the, the yeah. three that were together yeah. yeah but dude they're like they're literally like like pioneering music like yeah and like did you see the tiny desk uh, one that Fred again did, and he had like the xylophone with like yeah. the, the. He's got a crazy setup. I didn't see that one specifically. Dude, he... Dude they're the new Swedish House Mafia. What do you mean, bro? <laughs> yeah, they're the three best friends <laughs> that, that anyone ever had. Right? <laughs> it was, it was, it was definitely uh, cool to like see that in the beginning, like with Floating, and then like just seeing like where the wave of music is going right now. Because in 2019. To like 2021, I could tell you I was very unhappy of what was like popular and what I had to sit there and play, like do sound for. But like coming back after COVID and seeing like just the shift in music and the quality of it come back, like there was really bad taste and quality of music, I'd say, between 2017 and 2021 in, in the EDM realm. But it just, I'm just seeing more and more music that I could like listen all the way through too and it's like i'm seeing the quality come back i'm seeing like the the, the idea, innovation dude. the ideas like in like what you could do to a song and instead of trying to make it sound like this this song like that song because it did good and twist it up a little bit and just keep just like you know it's just like uh it's like splicing jeans you're just changing it by one little bit and mm -hmm. it's not tasteful and it really got old so now seeing like these new ideas and these new subgenres like really pop off and like see them like come full force you know like rhythm uh rhythm in the beginning like it people just didn't know what was going on and it kind of like you know molded into something nice and then it just like peaked and then it just had this plateau of like mm, what the fuck yeah. am i listening to and then that's with any genre and i just feel like everyone's coming back and like having that spark of like you know innovation and just like creative ideas especially being cooped up in the house for four years you know or three well, i don't know, i forgot how long COVID was one thing that i really like about doing this and what we did at undercoast was after the dust settled like and i had some time to you know look back on what we did i listened to a lot of people's music that we interviewed and like dude i was messaging some people like fangirling just like dude i really like your tracks like they're really cool like, <laughs> yeah so i'm curious yeah. like because this is your first time doing this too you yeah. guys mm -hmm. like just jumping in yeah dude would you do it again oh dude i think that this 
unlocked like a whole just new um you know, because everything's in here, but now that we have these other wireless microphones, like, dude, I'm down to go to the fucking local watering hole and just interview people just to like, yo, there's see your TikTok clip. Uh, yeah, people love right that, like, man it. on the streets. It's really interesting to hear what the the consumers, quote unquote, would say about about like what's going on because like all of us are inside, whatever, doing our thing, kind of like insulated in that way and it's really interesting i mean there's a lot of really cool communities like in chicago there's a really healthy uh beat scene where they like you know use sp404s chop up records and like they do those like you know there's a bunch of different uh communities and like i would love to just go to one of those shows see who we could get on mic and just do like a little interview like it kind of opened this door to shorter form interviews and i'm not trying to get a bunch of like clickbait content but it's just sometimes if you have just a couple concise good questions like it can open up you know a rabbit hole into a whole conversation some of those clickbait ones are some of the coolest ones though because it's like it's is it really clickbait at the end of the day if it has you know quality content like yeah you know, like the John Summit one you guys did? That's quality content. <laughs> the guy's like, if you yeah. put a bag over his head, smash. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> was like, That was fun. That was, I was curious to see. It was definitely a, Out of like 50 people yes. we talked to also, we found one person who we verified happened to smash too. Oh, yeah. Like, you know that, what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah. that's when you drop the Those camera lines, and you're like, yeah, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Just like opening the door to doing stuff like that on the go and doing just I don't know, more like guerrilla style stuff excites yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely getting in the field and just like having fun. That's like what it's all about. Plus, it's it's cool to be able to put some more local people who are on lineups for a reason, like give them a bit more of a platform because there are so many like fucking people making music these days. But yeah, when somebody recognizes somebody good and gives them an opportunity to play to other people it's going to be done and you know, if they're local in kind of a small way, giving them a platform to kind of talk about how they're coming up and allow other people to find them is, I mean, that's the goal, right? Yeah. It's, and it's this listening. thing where like, we don't have to schedule out an hour or two hours to do like a full podcast and really set up. We can just show up and be like, yo, what do you got to say? Like, you know, oh, and, yeah. and there's like less anxiety about like, Oh shit, I'm going to be like on camera and like, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, so. they don't know they're about to be on camera. It's yeah, just we're like, just like out there like, <laughs> yeah, hello. <laughs> so, yeah, it's honestly, I feel like for myself, and I think for Mace, we talked about this, like this weekend was just like a really good learning experience. And like, we just like got our XP points up and, you know, we're really thankful to you guys for letting us just like do our thing there. Thank you, you know? guys for coming. I'm yeah, glad yeah, that we could you. like give you the opportunity to do that. Yeah. yeah, we didn't know what we were doing. We're like, all right, let's figure it out, you know. Yeah. And that those are the situations where you just learn so much. Yeah, and now you have so, like you said, like the XP to where like you can easily do this again, no problem. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like the prototype, and yeah. Night one, and then the other nights like, all right, we kind of, kind of got it figured out. I feel yeah. like that's like half of our industry. Like anything, like creative or music or like any anything creative is just you're not going to learn until you just try and trial and error yeah. and it's like oh this yeah. works cool now i know how to do it yeah dude and just this thing about like i remember someone we interviewed was like oh yeah this is cool like i do stuff kind of like this but like they were kind of it felt like they were held back and i was like thinking to myself like what's different 
from me to this person and literally the only thing is that we're just like oh fuck it let's just go do it not to like put myself on any pedestal in any way it's literally just like i see i saw how i'm not even much farther along than these other people but it's just going out there and yeah. just trying to do something and then maybe figuring something you just gotta out. send it and that's yeah, the hardest you just part send it. yeah it's the scariest and hardest part for sure it for is sure. definitely scary now because like i used to tell by and then I partnered up with Eric Tucker and like we did rate a dub and it was a scary thing, but it just did so well off the rip. And like, I was just like, Oh, I can't be stopped. And then that's that one show, you know, that really just beat you down. And then, uh, you know, coming back to how many shows are, you know, fruitful now versus how many shows were fruitful back then. It's like, you really lose that taste to just throw a regular event so coming back to what you guys were saying uh, with like me and Peter, it's like unless it's going to be like a niche event or something that's going to be memorable, it's probably not even like in our own interest. We could probably do something on our own. You yeah, know? I mean, this works because like the amount of work that went into this, mm. like we definitely needed each other. Yeah. And I'm glad I had you in my corner, man. <laughs> I'm glad I had you, baby. Yeah, we yeah, popped each low. other's cherries on that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, was like, we was... all popped cherries that yeah. night. We were <laughs> just <laughs> popping them around. You know, <laughs> around. It, was a, it was a good uh, virginity stealing right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> oh, man, dude. Um, I would have to say for the festivals, for you three that got to go to the festivals, what were your favorite sets? Oh, I know for why. sure. He loved Eric. He used <laughs> Yeah, I loved Brids. Um, no, we got to see our homie CLB play on the Void system at the fire at the pit. Fire, yeah. And we, you know, we did an interview. Max Foley? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fire. So, dude, the 140 is just crazy. And, uh, we, you know, we interviewed um, Jay Hands before, the night Love before. Jay. And super sweet guy. Like, I was just like, and I saw he was like spraying water. And people was like, bro, what's up? Like, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was just like the perfect confluence of things. Like it, they just lit the fire like for his set. It was the music that I wanted to hear. I had never seen a CLB set, even though, you know, we I had CLB on the podcast like three years ago, you know, and it's like it was just this moment where I was like, damn, dude, to see someone really just fucking killing it. And it's not like I was there just like, oh, yeah, I got to be here because like you know, it's like a night at primary and we're just supporting the homies. Like, dude, I was fucking locked in the whole time. So, and the sound system was great. Like that was, that was sweet. I, Mace, I feel like you probably same exact answer. Same yeah. thing. I mean, yeah. it's cool. Cause we've spun with him before just in somebody's basement, you know, somebody brought some old CDJs and you hear a couple tracks. You're like, Oh, cool. But to see a proper set on a, you know, when he's been, preparing for and it's at a good time with a bunch of people there on a great sound system i mean there's nothing like yeah. it so yeah, that was yeah that's great yeah. yeah what about you guys well i don't count you you didn't go to the fest like I the, didn't, the I didn't see, I, main I, fest i didn't go to any festival <laughs> yeah you were <laughs> doing your fest. favorite set from undercoast oh mine was able so, gray i already said that yeah, that, that was that was you. much love. Yeah, yeah. uh let's go by day Okay. Oh, that works. But what was your favorite set at a festival? Oh, at the fest. Well, I mean, honestly, besides like playing my own sets, I was just running around for Undercoast. Yeah. So you're, and, like, so uh, you're on set, get it? Yeah. So you were, you were working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, you didn't have to call me out like that, bro. <laughs> he said, no, no, fire pit shirt off stage. Dude, the fire oh pit set God. for sure. <laughs> Woo! My rampage set went yeah. in. Yeah, that yeah. was fire. 
I saw some clips. He was going in. They also lit the fire for that one too. Yeah, dude, it went up like a hundred degrees. Oh, it was so hot, dude. Uh, you could be like fifty feet out at like a main, like a like a like a main stage festival, yeah. and you feel that shit, and you're like, like it, it I, was can surprising. you imagine artists up there? Like, yeah, oh, dude, I'm telling. Like the CDJs were hot to touch. Like my headphones were hot when I would like put them on for like transitions. <laughs> He's so much tunes are killing. Yeah, yeah, I went through like three liquid deaths up there, and I was still parched. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Should have yeah. slid the liquid IV in there. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for me, for Undercoast, like I thought, Baseface was sick for the first night. That was my first time seeing him. That was really cool. That was dope. Um, especially after interviewing him and just like chopping it up with him. He's just real sweet guy. Like we were he's just super, talking about he's super humble, man. Yeah. And then to just to like see him throwing down, I was like, Oh, this is sick. And I don't know. It's kind of hard because also like subjects one in, or 31 and Cleaver, like they threw it down too. So it's just like, there was some good stuff. What do you guys think for the first night? The first night? What do you think? I'll shout out a uh, Lexi pro. There you go. I would have liked to say we were out, we were interviewing, but yeah. (laughs) They said brownie points. Yeah, brownie points. (laughs) Mm. That's another thing we made sure was, um, well, Munchie like put it into motion with Tanner was to get, you know, all the artists some photo and video content from the thing to just like help the artists have like that good experience of just showing up and like getting the most out of a Oh, I feel like it just makes the artist's life way easier because it's like, you know, you got to be posting every whatever. And then it's like, okay, I just have photos. Like, let's go. Okay. That's easy. I'd have to say Subject Thirty One and Cleaver because I haven't seen Scott in five years and he played Undercoast Two as the headliner and he's like one of my best friends and it was his first time back in the states for fi- in five years and him and uh, New York like good friends and it was good to see them up there smiling and like you know they both took a little hiatus you know both could. Um, come together with like some of the stuff they were going through with their life but when they got up there it was fluent and i i really enjoyed that but also it was my first time meeting uh robert clank uh it's my boy it's my baby right there and then uh masteria got attacked by a dog his shit was split oh that's oh, why wow. I, yeah, I just dude, saw it wrapped i saw up. i saw a real live picture you could see like his muscles and bone like he got oh, fucked no. up i told him i was like please don't come like you know like like by any means like fuck me like just go to your hotel but he showed up man and uh ao and uh them all went back to back and it was just like good just like like everyone was like even like the friday was like rough i could smile at that point and like just like it was slamming dude they had great house music and then they went in the dmb then they played like some more like uh house music it was it was just a it was a vibe in there on that friday with all of them i had fun like for that set and then uh going to saturday I mean, Saturday, it was starting to pick up a little bit. Abel gets on with the house music, and you just see the line out the door, man, wrapping around. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, this is, this is what we were, we're going for. We're cooking like, now. Yeah, exactly. yeah, cooking with gas. I'd have to say, yeah, dude, I can't I can't beat a House of Grey set. Like, oh, man. I, I that had, was your second one. Your first one yeah, was that Smoke and Mirrors. Jackknife, yeah. Agvos? Yeah. Did I say Agavos? Yeah. Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. Agavos. Well, the, he, he was throwing bangers because, like, I basically handed over the decks to him, and I was just, like, just chopping it up with him. He's super sweet guy. Yeah, he's so yeah. nice. Super yeah. sweet well, I guy. I do an event with them. They do um, Oksana okay. Productions. Um, we did 
primary with them where we brought in like caption cab stuff oh, like that nice. saturn that's dope yeah yeah oscar dude uh so those three really like kind of like you know stuck out to me the most um but for number one it would definitely go to peter but everyone i went to go everyone see everyone because i've yeah. never seen anyone on this lineup except for him yeah it was a nice saturday it was pretty much our like chicago based roster sunday i don't really remember the only set i really remember was we're on saturday we're still on Saturday. <laughs> I was moving to Sunday. <laughs> oh, you're moving to Sunday? No, I'm just yeah, 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 Go ahead, yeah. Sunday, Sunday. You hit it off. Okay, uh, okay. Sunday, I would say I really liked um, Say What. That yeah. was crazy. So I've, there was like a I've played with going. Jordan before. It's a ulele. Oh. That, that, that uh, thing he the uses. Oh. oh, like the, uh, the one he was like breathing through or like blowing through? Yeah, it can make multiple different instruments. Like, oh, that's sick. That's crazy. Yeah, it's like a MIDI woodwind almost. Yeah, I think he called it a ulele when I saw him at, with Kofresi uh, when I first met Ben. I met Jordan. At, at Chop uh, Shop. At Chop Shop. That's when we met for the first time, too. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, his set there for the parts I caught because I was like running between the stages, it was definitely like I was jamming on it. Yeah. He definitely has like thrown a lot more new stuff in there since the <sighs> other two times I saw him play yeah. and he was killing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dude, Anski and Hershey were throwing down. Oh, that yeah. was crazy. Honestly, like that was my first time catching like Ashton back to back, Saxogene back to back, Quelo Key, and that was super cool. Yeah, that's they're just so un- unified, like Dude. between the house music and then, you know, a lot of that doesn't have saxophone in that music, and he just freestyles Eugene. Mm. And then, you know, Quay has vocals on music that they all made together on Ashton's EP um for the people and uh they also um just work together they just did the summer and smoke out um they did uh a couple shows they did one for me um at uh rogue den and then they're they were just dialed in they were ready to come and just fucking honestly everyone on sunday sunday was everyone every day first off (laughs) honestly everyone but like the ones that really just like stuck out i would have to say Anski and Hershey, the the energy, they just went straight in, no fucking, no fucking around. First song just fucking went ape shit, and then, um, Quay Loki and Saxogene and Ashton went dummy, and then who was on the inside at the end? Um, it was uh Dogma. Oh yeah, because yeah, we had that we had that spot, and then he pulled me up for back to back at the end. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, when I damn. was in the green room, just like trying to recoup my brain. Dude, I was yeah. ex- I was so hungover <laughs> Sunday, all Sunday, because Saturday, feeding me tequila shots on yeah. stage. Yeah, I woke up and everyone's like, He's "Yo, we're going to North Coast," yeah. and I'm like. Oh man, I don't really want it, but okay. He's a liar. He's like, you're taking a shower with me. I was like, fine. No, I'm pretty sure it's on camera. Tanner definitely has photos of you just running up and be like, oh. Oh, wait, that was Friday. No, no, Saturday. No, Friday is when you told me to take a shot. Remember? It was uh, out of Robert's Oh, bottle. yeah, we just took it. But Saturday, Saturday, was Saturday I dogged him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he, you kept dogging me. <laughs> yeah, I was so hungover Sunday. So when it rolled around to Dogma playing, he was like, yo, come on stage. I was like, dude, I am destroyed. My headache is still like blaring. But did it for the culture. Yeah, for the culture. Let's let's do a little sign off. Um, 
just want to thank you guys again for coming on the podcast Dale, thanks for having us thanks yeah, for thank taking you for the time. having us it's been awesome to see since like even i just met you guys well you because i met you first yeah yeah, uh, yeah. what you guys well, ryan like, was here when we did ours too yeah so yeah um it's not maze it's ryan there was another. No, there was another no. person. I was like, it's what the fuck? Mace's filler. I was like, I'm the only one that could have three names. I have some <laughs> help. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. But to see what you guys have done and then has been awesome. Yeah. Uh, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. For real. Yeah, We've been you trying guys to really, grind it out. You guys really seeing it come full circle now, right? It does feel that way, yeah. But just wait till John Summit comments on our Smasher Pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see about like, that. Yeah, yeah. That's it. But uh, yeah, dude. Um, I'm really excited for next year. Yeah. I, I don't really get Undercoast excited. Undercoast 5. Undercoast 5, yeah. dude. Because you know what? That's a half a dynasty. It also just looks cleaner. It's just a, just a V, you know? Mm. Undercoast V. Better. We're yeah. taking V cards. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> We're taking V cards. Go check out Ronin. Go check out Xmedius. Enable Gray. Um Go yeah. check out Podducer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go check it out. Go check out another episode. Um, thank you, guys. I hope you've stuck around. <laughs> like the... Oh, wait. How long do you keep this in? I still got that shit. <laughs> Buzzing, baby. Is this like a all day or thing? Or like nah, I probably, it's probably hit its peak or it's it's done. I've yeah, been peaking this done. whole time, dude. <laughs> well, I'm going back to the question you said. You said that you you would just close your eyes and let the visuals hit. And I, yeah. so I was like, I wanted to say something. Someone slipped you some fire. Some fire. <laughs> <laughs> trying to astral project over here off of Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> that, that PCP. Yeah, all, right. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again, guys. No Yo, thank you, guys. Peace. Peace.